Rabbi say, the Rabbanan, the Rabbanan came, and they were mechayiv us. They gave us a mitzvah, the Rabbanan, on the Leila Seder. The Leila Seder, we have a mitzvah daraisa to eat matzah. We have a mitzvah to, dal, to drink dalit kaisis. To have dalit kaisis, four kaisis. There are four mitzvahs of the night, and the Rabbana wanted each of the mitzvahs should have a kais. We do Kiddush, Leila Seder, mitzvah daraisa of Kiddush. We have Agada, mitzvah daraisa of Igadita Levincha of relating the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim to our children. We have a mitzvah daraisa of benching. We have a mitzvah of halal. Four mitzvahs the night of Pesach. And the Rabbanan came and they said, we want you to do all four of these mitzvahs on a kais. Thus, Dalit kaisais. Four mitzvahs of the night. And the Rabbanan said, do all these four mitzvahs on a kais. The mitzvah of Kiddush, one kais. Mitzvah Agadah, kais number two. Mitzvah of Benshin, kais number three. Mitzvah of Halal, kais number four. You'll notice Ashkenazim amongst us. Svardim only make two Barei Priyagafens, the Lel of the Seder. On Kiddush, they make Barei Priyagafen. On Kais number two, they do not make a new Agafen because they've already said Barei Priyagafen. Why would you make another Agafen? On Kais number four, they do not say a new Agafen. Svardim, Vigi Ben Ayim will only make Agafen on Kais one and Kais three. The reason he makes on Kais three, the reason he makes Agafen on Kais three is because he benched. Kiddush and benching, one and three, Vigi Ben Ayim will make Agafen. He will not make Agafen on Kais two because he already made one by Kiddush. He will not make on Kais four Halil because he already made it on benching. He will just say two Barei Pri Agafens and then he'll make an Alagafen after the fourth and final Kais. Ashkenazim shockingly make four Barei Pri Agafens. On Kais 1, Kais 2, Kais 3, Kais 4. The reason Ashkenazim make four Agafens is since it's four mitzvahs of Dalit Kaisas, it's not the usual Barei Pri Agafen of a bracha on a Hana, it's actually a bracha on a mitzvah, because there's a mitzvah of Dalit Kaisas. So we make four Barei Pri Agafens, we have four mitzvahs of Dalit Kaisas. That's why Ashkenazim make four Barei Priyagafans. We will study perhaps later today. We'll get to it. Or for sure, Bez Hashem, tomorrow or the next day. We will study other difference in the Svard and Ashkenazic say they're based on this. But Ashkenazim will make four Barei Priyagafans because of the Dalit Kaisis. Now the Rabbanan told us this mitzvah of four Kaisis. So we have four mitzvahs. Kiddush, Haggadah, Benching, and Hallel. Those four mitzvahs have a kais for each mitzvah. And then the Rabbanan Aaron added on, for each kais, do it Be'aseib, another mitzvah, the Rabbanan. All four kaises, when you drink it, drink it Be'aseib. Rich people, when they eat and drink, the famous picture of the king lying on the couch eating grapes, they lean, that's how rich people eat. So your Dalit Kaisais do Be'a Seba. 
The amount of mitzvahs, the Gra famously said 64 mitzvahs were Mikhaim at the Seder. It's a remarkable night of mitzvahs. We just got amazingly, we just counted 12 mitzvahs. We have the four mitzvahs of Kiddush, Haggadah, Benching, and Hallel. Four more mitzvahs to have a kais for each one of those mitzvahs. Eight. Each one's its own mitzvah by Ashkenazim. That's why we make four separate brachas. And then on those four mitzvahs, we have a seib on each one of the four mitzvahs. We just got 12 mitzvahs, remarkably. Why does it so, work for four brachas also? I'm sorry? Why is it four more? Like four a brachas. So, Reb says the bracha itself, it's totally, if the bracha is a bracha on a mitzvah, so then there's such a thing called birchas a mitzvah. You may, did the gra count birchas a mitzvah? Good question. I don't know. Good question. You'll have the mitzvah to make a bracha on a mitzvah. Yes. I like that. I will tell you advantages they have. Viggy Pashat feels one Viggy feeling the pain of the other Viggy that he says you know you got gypped on two brachas that we got to make. I'll tell you advantages they have. Might be today, might be in ensuing days. We're gonna Rabbi, we're gonna share. Now, what? Rice. No. Rice. They're saying rice. <laughs> <laughs> they have thick, delicious matzah, and we're eating crackers. Okay, but matzah's delicious. Now, we'll, we'll get. We'll get there. Rabbi say so like this. Now there's a mitzvah of Eseba to lean by the Dalit Kaisais. We have a mitzvah of Eseba by eating matzah. We lean. Afikoimen, we lean. A mitzvah, the Rabbanan of Eseba. They wanted us to feel like kings. Tonight of cheros, of freedom, live it, live large, so lean derech Now, which way should I lean? To the right or to the left? Says the Gemara, you should lean to the left, not to the right, for two reasons. The Gemara brings two reasons, Yonatan, why we leave to lean to the left and not to the right. Says the Gemara, reason one is it's dangerous to lean to the right. If you lean to the right, it's very liable that the food can go down the windpipe. The drink can go down the windpipe. It's a sakana. It's dangerous. It's life-threatening. So reason one to go left as opposed to right is it's dangerous. That's reason number one. Lean to the, if you lean to the right, it's dangerous. Sakana. The windpipe opens up. And it's very easy then when you eat or drink for the food to go down the wrong pipe and it can be life-threatening. Lean to the left is safety, reason number one. Reason number two, if you lean, leaning is not a token Haseba. If you ever watch kings when they lean, they are all the way down. Haseba's real. Haseba's not a guy sits there and like gives like a little token. Do you know the guy's know that I can't stand ceremony. Don't be a pretend guy. Don't stand on, you know, all rise. Mean something. If you stand up, mean it. If you sit, mean it. If you bend. We're not just superficial ceremonies. They have reasons and meaning. All of Yiddishkeit. They're reasons why we do what we do. If you lean, it's not like a token. We lean, we go down the way kings lean. Geschmack. Now, if you lean on your right hand, righties eat with their right hand, because that's like the one that's more functional. 
If you lean on your right hand, it's not called a seba because no rich guy leans on his right hand because he's not going to be able to eat with the hand he leans on. And a right he eats with his right hand. So, oh, good she. And Vicky will get there in a second. What about a lefty? They're standing up for Yonatan. If the lefty's amongst us, hold steady, hold steady. We're going to ask lefties to hold hands in a minute, in a minute, in a minute. So, on, I saw from like two, in like Pompeii, they, that's, they would eat on literal beds. They would actually like lie down. Yeah, they're lying all the way down. Oh, and if okay. you lie on your right hand, you can't hear your right hand. Says the Gemara, as it's not called a Seba. How are you eating if you eat lie on your right hand? You can't eat. So only a seba smile is called a seba. The words that are seba yamin, loishma seba. So we have two reasons to lean to the left side. First of all, the right side is dangerous. Second of all, hasebas yamin, loishma seba. It's not called a seba. Because if you lean on your right side, you're going to be forced with the wrong hand. Kings don't do that. Kings lean to their left, and thus their right hand's available. So we have two reasons why she lean to the left. Why do we need two reasons? There's a halachic nafkamina. Let's say, we'll get to a lefty in a minute. Let's say, we'll get to him in one minute. Let's say you lean a righty, and you lean to your right side, you were naughty. You like living life on the edge. You're not supposed to do dangerous things. But my father has a motto in life, if it ain't dangerous, it ain't fun. And you subscribe to such thinking, so you want to live it up. But don't do this, Hevra. But a guy leans to the right side. You're just that risk taker. You like living life on the edge, so you lean to the right side. So if the reason is danger, you were yaitza. Naughty, naughty, shame on you. You were yaitza. But if the reason is that a sebas yamin is not called a seba, you're not yaitza. La lacha, if a righty leans to the right side, he's not yaitza. He didn't just do something wrong because he did something dangerous. He is not yaitza. Because a sebas yamin, I'm going to say in a minute. So Yaisa says, just give the reason. A sebas yamin I was hoping you'd ask that. Thank you, Yaisa. Bam kashem. Rabbi say, what's the lacha, lefty? All lefties raise their hand here. Don't be embarrassed. But excellent, what it? Wow, wow. 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 What a crew. There's for sure an improportionate number of lefties. And I love it. I'm a big lefty guy. It's an old story. I have a quirk. I have two quirks to me. One I don't want to talk about. It's being taped. I'll tell you a different time. I have two quirks about me in my life. And one, like, maybe the weirdest thing about me is I have a theory that I could pick out lefties. That's just a quirk. On interviews, I have asked random guys, it could be some that will raise their, are you a lefty? Like, yeah. I'm just wondering. I have this, you have to keep yourself entertained. I do a lot of interviews. And I have a quirk that I think I can pick out lefties like 95% success rate. Now, lefties have different brains than righties. And lefties are just unique guys. They're more quirky. Just the way it is. They're quirkier, funnier lefties. There's a breed. They're lefties. They're guys. They're dudes. Anyway, everybody's good. But bottom line is like this. So it's a weird quirk. 
<laughs> I'm going to have guys on the interview like purposely doing things the left tail like see if I can call. I'm like righty knock it off <laughs> that guy's going to be sitting like eating with his left tail like you're it has nothing to do it has nothing to do with lefties quirkiness the reason lefties can't work in the base Hamikdash is in the service if you ever watch soldiers uniformity is important it's not about the lefty being bad it's uniformity it's a good child it's a good child yeah yeah well there are more righties like this kids are like this kids are like let's get back to topic at hand what does a lefty do? Which way does he lean? Now we have a problem with the lefty. Does the lefty go to his left side because it's dangerous to the right? Or do you say he should go to his right because if he goes to his left, he can't eat? Right. Which one should he do? Depends on the reason. The same way for a righty, a saber to the right is not called a saber. That same logic for a lefty, a seba smile shouldn't be called a seba. Why shouldn't a righty go to the right? We said two reasons. Dangerous one. What was the second reason? He doesn't have his hand to eat with. With that same svara, lefty shouldn't go to the left. The answer is, chamira sakanta meyisura. Sakana outweighs iser. A lefty leans to his left, and the reason is because he shouldn't do something dangerous. He shouldn't do something dangerous, and danger outweighs halacha. Chamira sakanta meisura. So lefties also lean to the left. Lean to the left. It is dangerous to go to the right. A big nafkamina. People don't know, and you're going to be the only guy who knows it at your seder probably. Do you know what happens if a guy leans the wrong way? It depends if he's a righty or a lefty. If a righty leans the wrong way, he's not yaitz and has to do a seva again. If a lefty leans to his right, he's yaitz. Because he's only dangerous, you're still yaitz. You're still yaitz. You shouldn't do it, but you lived life on the edge. You're still yaitz. So la locha depends. If a guy leans the wrong way, if you're a lefty, you're yaitz. Because you only had the reason of danger. The other reason doesn't apply. So a lefty who leans to his right is yaitza. A righty who leans to his right is not yaitza. So good to know. What'd you say? For years, Chaim's Kasha bothered me. For years. And I still struggle with this. That it doesn't make sense a lefty leans. If it's dangerous to the right, okay, but leaning to his left is not called a saber. What happened? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't, no, okay, so he can't do danger. He shouldn't lean. For years I had your cash. I asked, right, Kestemam's a famous lefty and right, Thaler are two famous lefties in my world. So I asked both famous lefties. It gets lefties angry when you tell them you shouldn't be leaning on Pesach. And they get very sensitive, but these are tzaddikim. They can handle it. And I said both of you shouldn't be leaning. It's dangerous to the right. Okay, so you can't do dangerous things. But how do you do to the left? It's not called a saber. What do you mean chamira sakanta meyisura? So good, so you don't have a saber. I'm sorry, guys. 
for years, I'm bothered by this cash for years and years, Chaimel. For years and years, I don't know the answer. Lo yodeh. I have maybe some truths. So the Tashbeitz says like Chaimel, he says the lefty should lean to his left. The yoichal b'yamin shall come eat with your right hand. Now why the Tashbeitz, he was giving like advice? Telling me how to, I mean, obviously, it's the only hand I have free. Why did he say, and eat with your right hand? So I had it sad that he means that since lefties a minority, it looks like Kheirus. He's answering mine and Chaimel's kasha. He said, and you'll eat, your men shall call on them, thus haste, you look like a righty, so it looks like Kheirus. I don't know. For years, I'm bothered by this kasha, Chaim. I always wondered, maybe lefty rich kings lean to their left. So I have many thoughts. The Kasha bothers me, Chaim, for years. I asked Rabbi Thaler and Ray Kestem on this Kasha, the two big gun lefties in my life. <laughs> no, no, it says the lefty goes to his left. But I, the Kasha I'm bothered by. The Kasha I'm bothered by. Okay, it's just good to know. I like knowledge, not ignorance, Rabbi Isai. Just to be aware at our Seder, what's happening. But let's get a little further into the halacha. I want to talk about... I want to talk about us and Vigna. I want you... Don't worry. I, I woke me up a little. I want to talk... I want to talk about us and Vigi, the Svarad Ashkenazim, a little further at the Seder in terms of Eseba. Bear with me, Hebra. So now we have... Ashkenazim make four Berei Priyagafans on the four Kaisas. And all four we do as Seba. Svardim only make a bracha on Kais 1 and Kais 3. They do not make a bracha on the other two. Why would they make a Berei Priyagafan on Kais 2? They already made it by Kais 1. Kais 3 they bench, so now you need new Berei Priyagafan. Kais 4 they do not make a Berei Priyagafan, they made by Kais 3. Now, watch this. What happens if an Ashkenazic fella forgot to do a seba? We'll get to the Svardi in a second. He forgot to do a seba. He did his mitzvah of a belia seba. Now, the matzah, as we discussed this morning, if he forgets to do a seba, he must re-eat. Thank you so much, Kivali. He must re-eat a kezayis of matzah with a seba. What about if you forget the Dalit kaisa? So please bear with me. There is a shita of the Ravya. The Ravya is a Rishon. And the Ravya says that today there is no Eseba. That today rich people don't lean. Go to the fanciest, classiest restaurants. Observe the rich and wealthy. Observe the classy people. Who would you pick here? Like a guy who's just class. I would pick, there's just me, Dan Stein. And to me, Dan Stein doesn't, he's just classy individual. And Dan, do you lean when you eat? Do you lean when you eat? Do you lie on a couch eating or you sit upright when you eat a fancy meal? The man's... <laughs> typically, typically, Dan Stein, I've watched, typically in the dining room, I haven't observed him lying down yet. Typically, he eats sitting up. Since even the rich, classy people today eat sitting up, the Rav Yoss says that today there's no Eseba. Now the Rav, yes. Now the Ramah says Ashkenazim. The Ramah says like this. Listen to this. This is Ashkenaz, not Svard. Says the Ramah. We have the sheet of the Rav Yoh who says there's no Eseba. Do we listen to the Rav Yoh? We do Eseba. But says the Ramah. 
Says Rav Maisha Isilis as follows. If you repeat the Dalit crisis and you do another one, you're going to make a new Barei Priyagafen. Since you make a new Barei Priyagafen, it looks like you have five Kaisis and you're only supposed to have four. If you do Kais four and you forget to do a Seba, so then you have to make a new Barei Priyagafen. And now it looks like five Kaisis, not four. And they wanted four Kaisis, not five. Baltaisif. What? You have to, because Kais, the, after the fourth Kais, you didn't have in mind to drink more. You're not even allowed to drink after Kais four. Since you didn't have in mind to drink more after Kais four, if you do so, you'll need a new bracha. Since you'll need a new bracha, you're going to have five Berei Priyagavans. It looks like myself says the Ramah for Ashkenazim. If you get forget Kais 3 or 4, do not make a new bracha. I, you miss Taseba, rely on the Rav Yoh. Rely on the Rav Yoh, who says anyway you don't know... What? Because you're not allowed to drink after Kais 3. So if you do drink, because after benching, if you do drink, you're going to have to make a new Brei Priyagaf, and it's going to look like five Kaisas. Says the Ashkenazim, listen to this, you got to get the laws. Kais 3 and 4, do not repeat if you miss the Seba. Just rely on the Rav and chill out. The Rav said you don't need a Seba, you can rely on him. However, Kais 2... Kais 2 is by the Agada. What happens after Kais 2? A beautiful Suda. So you have in mind to drink more. During the Suda, we're making Lechayim's left and right. So after Kais 2, we're Simchas Yamtiv. You're going to eat the Suda and wine's going to be flowing. So you have in mind to drink more after Kais 2. You don't make Agafen during your Suda, you made Agafen. After Kais 2, if you forgot to do a Seba, you could just take another cup and do a Seba without Agafen. So after Kais 2, but of course, repeat it. So Ashkenazim, after Kais 3 and 4, don't repeat if you forgot a Seba. Assume like the Rav Yah, you were Yitzah without a Seba. After Kais 2, where there's no expense to repeat, because there's no Barei Priyagafen, because you have the Sudi after Kais 2. So just repeat it. Make a, don't make Agafen, just take another Kais. So if you missed Kais 2, Be'asebi, Rashkenazek, absolutely repeat it. Don't make a new bracha. Why are you making a new bracha? You had in mind to drink more. So after Kais 2, if you forgot Asebi, Kais 2, just take another Kais. Don't make a new Barei Priyagafen and just lean. Good to go. If you want an extra kais, you can force your dad. Drink kais too without a seba. Don't do this. You're absolutely mechoyiv to repeat. What? Every single thing we got to study and learn. Everything. They're not the only reason they said not to do that. Not the only reason. Here, the Rav Yod learned the Sogya. He said the only reason to lean is rich people do it. Rich people don't lean today. The Rav Yod says there's no Eseba today. We do Eseba. But Bidi Eved, there's a bad thing to make a new bracha. It's going to look like five kaisis. Rely on the Rav Yod. So after Kais, it's a little dizzying. How about after Kais 1? Now, here's complex. Between Kais 1 and Kais 2 is the middle of the Agada. The Mechaber says better not to drink, because don't get sheker before you do the Agada. Kais 1 is Kiddush. Kais 2 is the Agada. 
Between one and two, the Mechaber says better not to drink. But may Iker Adin, you're allowed to drink. Mm-hmm. So it goes like this. Listen to what the Mishaburah says to do. Listen to what he says to do. This might be the funniest Mishaburah I ever heard in my life. But the Chavetz Chaim was not such a funny man. It's really a cash. And listen to what the Chavetz Chaim says to do. You're about to make Kiddush. He says like this. Have in mind that if I forget to do a Seber, I'm about to make Kiddush. Have in mind, if I forget to do a seba, I might drink more. Because you're allowed to drink between one and two. It's just better not, because you might get chicker. So between one and two, he says, you pick up the case. Ask Chaim Guri, is that if the guy remembers to think this, who is this? This guy is the coolest guy in the world. He's having his mind. In case I forget to do a seba in 10 seconds, I could drink more. Then you're allowed to drink more without a bracha. That's the Mishabur. Now the Chavetz Chaim is, we never mock the Chavetz Chaim. I have fought with people, what does the Chavetz Chaim mean? This is the wildest advice I ever heard in my life. He advises the guy about to make Kiddush, have in mind that if I forget to do a Seba, I'm going to drink more. This way, if you forget to do a Seba... <laughs> Making this guy is vil. I like that you defended because I'm a huge Chavetz Chaim Yid. So I love Yosef defended the Chavetz Chaim. What? So, so Maishi said he got us all. He got in our brains the Chavetz. It's like reverse, 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 reverse psychology. I'm like tripping on this for years. <laughs> the Chavetz Chaim I can, you cannot, can't forget to do a saber these days. You're like grabbing the first kais. I went to the Chavetz Chaim, told me to have him. One second, told me to have him. Just do a saber. Okay, he, he got us all. He won the game, the Chavetz Chaim. <laughs> I hope he's in your brain like he's in mine. But <laughs> so kais won, really. No, you can't do it by four because you can't have in mind I'll drink more. You're not allowed to drink more. So by Kais 4, you can't, by Kais 1, you're really allowed to drink more. It's better not, not to get drunk. He says, have in mind that I might drink more in oh, case I forget. Yeah. Lemaisa, Lemaisa, Allah, Lemaisa. If you didn't know this, Mishnah if you can erase it from your mind, Kais 1, 3, 4, Ashkenazi, don't repeat if you forgot Eseba. Kais 2, do it again without a bracha. One, three, four, you forget a Seba, rely on the Rav Yashkenazi. Kais two, if you forget a Seba, just do it again. Why not? But just don't make a new bracha. Svardi. What do you say? Why does one depend on the other? There are two points with Ashkenazim, why this is only Ashkenazim. One is because the Ramah says we can rely on the Ravya. The Mechaber never relies on the Ravya. The Ramah says that the Ravya says not to do a save as a lot of halachic basis. And two is because we make a brach on every case. Svardi. One, two, three, four. If you forget a seba, absolutely do it again. First of all, the Mechaber does not rely on the Ravya. So he holds you not yates if you don't do a say, but do it again. Second of all, who cares if you make a new bracha? It doesn't look like extra kaisas. They only have two brachas. Ashkenazi make four brachas. If you make a fifth, looks like five kaisas. They don't make a bracha on every kais. So with Svardi, all four kaisas, if he forgets a saber, repeat. Kais number one, he should make a new bracha when he repeats. Kais two, he should not make a new bracha. 
Kais number three. A Svardi Kais number three and f- three, he should not make a new bracha. He had in mind to have more. Kais four, he should make a new bracha. So the Svardi guy, on the Svardi guy, you forgot to do a seva. All four of them should repeat. Kais one, he should repeat with the new bracha because he doesn't have in mind to drink more. Kais two, without a new bracha. Kais three, without a new bracha. And Kais four, with a new bracha, the Svardi. But all four, you should repeat. That's Svard, that's Ashkenaz. Try to just at least remember your halacha, depending what you are. But at least we have the Svaras of what the Rabbanim would... What the Rab- there no problem with five with the Svarim? Because they don't have a bracha. Yeah, they don't have a bracha on each one. So they, they, there's no nearer Kemaisif. And they don't hold like the Rav Yad to begin with. The Mechaber never holds like the Rav Yad. They hold your Mr. Seba. Vicky got so upset, it's in his blood. The Rav Yad, he got angry. Svarim don't hold like the Rav Yad. They hold as a mitzvah, as I say, but don't tell me it doesn't apply today. There's a sense of freedom. They don't hold to this ravya. So they pass in halacha. If you miss a say, but do it again. That's the halacha. That's why they follow all four kaisas they do again. Should they make a new bracha? That depends. After Kais 4, do it again with a new bracha. You aren't going to drink more. After Kais 1, with a new bracha. After Kais 2 and 3, without a new bracha. That is how Svardim should be noyig. Who here is Svard amongst us? Who's keeping Svard? Oh, so we have, we have people. What? I don't think so, because this is Svardi Mamish. That's just Nusr Svardism. Rabbi, the Rav Yom is what makes us Yotze the first time also, no? It's not just that we're relying on it afterwards. It's only yes, because of yes, that. correct, 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 correct. 1,000%, that is correct. Now, I want to say to the Hevra, here we're sitting here in the middle of Musafat. Every single day we learn Chazal and Psokim about Inyana Yerushamayim. And today, like it became Malachik Shir. All of a sudden, the Seder that was, that was for Musr became Malachik Shir. So I want to say to everybody, I want to say two things. First of all, I want you to know we're always learning Torah. The same is a Torah same. We're learning the same Torah. The Torah which teaches us halacha also teaches us in Yanayir Shemaim. So first of all, you should know it's one Torah. It's one Torah that guides and directs every aspect of our life. That's first of all. Kula was given from one shepherd, from Hashem, it's one Torah. But there's another point that I want to say to the guy that's important to me. Where Avdei Hashem always find out what Hashem wants from us and then analyze why He wants it from us. Always figure out what He wants and then think why He wants. Anybody who studied Chayrev from Rev Hirsch, he discusses first the structure of the mitzvah and then what's being done. I, Lela Seder is full of commands. First, figure out what we're supposed to do. What are we doing? Be a guy who knows where it comes, what the mitzvah, the raisa, the rabbanon, minog. The night is full of mitzvahs. Understand them. What my responsibility, what my obligations. Understand the what. 
Certainly there's massive things in the whys. But what are we doing? What's happening? There's crisis going. There's leaning going. There's a lot of things going on to know the what well. I want to study it with the Chevra. I would like us to come to the Seder to know our, our Chiyuvim from Hashem. I would like in the next week and a half, the, 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 the mitzvah is already from Purim, Shloishim Yoim Koydem Achag, to be Shoyal V'dayrish, Hilchas Pesach, Shloishim Yoim Koydem Achag. I would like in this Seder, Rabbi Yisai, going forward, to both study the halacha is the what and some whys. What's happening? What's happening? Why? What are we doing? Why are we doing it? To really get the what and the whys. That's what I would like to study a little bit. Both aspects. Both in halacha and in machshava of what's happening on the night of Pesach. So I wanted to study today. These remarkable, remarkable halachas of Pesach, these remarkable dinim of Pesach, I wanted to study today. I want to share something. I want to share something that yearly I like sharing with the Chevra. And this will close. Here I gave halacha, it is a seder on Yerushalayim. So I want to talk about something of Yerushalayim that's going to happen at the seder. Please, please listen. The night of the Seder, we're going to say Hallel, an extremely incredible, unusual thing that we say Hallel. In Kapitel Kuflamid Tess and Tillim, we know it says that the night of Pesach, Laila Kiyoim Yairu. The night of Pesach was completely light. Amazing Pasuk and Tillim. When we left, the Zayar describes by Makas Bechayrus, Mitzrayim, in the middle of the night, was completely bright. It was shining. Mamish Keshemesh B'Tzarayim. Like mid-afternoon, it was a completely bright night. And the night of Pesach has all the halachas of Yom. It's completely, completely bright and clear. And that was the aside of Pesach. There was no darkness. Everything was clarity. We saw Hashem. We saw Hashem's love of us. We had complete clarity. That's the essence of the night of Pesach. It's the only time all year we say Hallel at night. Typically, Hallel is when we see Hashem. The night had complete clarity. Normally, Hallel goes with the Yom. The Yom represents clarity. The night represents difficulty and this clarity. The night of Pesach, we say Hallel, is an essence of Pesach. That it was complete clarity. There was no night. There was no night. Everything was clear. That is the essence of Pesach. There was no unclarity. We saw, we knew, we experienced, yes. Why did we wait till the day? I thought the whole point of waiting till the day was that it was bright outside so we didn't look like it's a good question. Fair, fair question. He wants to know, we left at Chatzos by day. Why did we wait for day, leave at night? I think a few points. I am not sure if the Mitzrayim saw the light that we saw would be one possibility. A second possibility is people still have habits. The Mitzrayim may have gone to sleep. They shucks, it's bright, they slept in the night, in the light. The point of that was that the Mitzrayim couldn't stop us. 
We're going out right when you're ready. The derech ha'elam is people sleep at night. I assume the Mitzrayim went to sleep that night. The point being, we left broad daylight in middle of the day when you had every opportunity to stop us. That's the point. But it was bright and completely light the night of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. And we do something unusual, Yonatan. We say hallow the night of Pesach. But then we do something very, very strange. We do something that's bizarre. We break up hollow. If you'll notice at the Seder, hollow's broken up. We actually at the Seder just machloikis beis Hillel and beis Shammai. How much of hollow we say? How much of hollow we say? If you look in the hollow, we have a whole bunch of kapitlach tillim. We go kuf yud gimel, kuf yud dalid, kuf tesvav, kuf tesayin, kuf yud zayin. We say a lot of kapitel tillim that make up hollow. At the seder, we make a brach on hollow, and we only say the first two kapitlach of tillim. We say aluka halu avde Hashem and b'tzeis Yisrael mi Mitzrayim, and then we stop. Now that is the sheet of Beisilo. Beishamai actually says just to say the first capital, then stop. We finish Hallow later in a remarkable display. We chop up Hallow. You're not allowed to do this all year round. The Leila say there, we chop up Hallow. And we only read the first two Kapitlach at first. Later on, after a break, we finish the rest of Hallow. We make Brepri Agaf and we interrupt. Then later we complete Hallow. But when we say the initial Hallow la we only say the first two kapitlach of Hallow. And the question begs why. Say the Rishonim that the rest of Hallow deals with Gula Asida. Tonight we're busy with Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So we only read the first two kapitlach. Now, I understand Capital 2 is B'tseis Yisrael mi Mitzrayim. That's like spot on. Why are we reading Capital 1? So you could say we just want to get to Capital 2. I want to read to you Capital 1 doesn't seem to have any shaykhis to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Now, you could say we just read Capital 1, which is Kuf Yud Gimel, as a way of getting to B'tseis Yisrael mi Mitzrayim. That's the essence of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, so we, the halal we say Allah kois is just capital two. The problem is, is that Beishamai says just to read Kof Yud Gimel. Clearly, capital one was of the essence of the night of Pesach. And I ask you, why is capital one? We don't even say the rest of halal till later. Capital one is the focus. Everybody holds, say capital one at halal. Capital 2, Beis Hillel says, add it in also. Chapter 2. Beis Shammai says, don't even add chapter 2. Clearly, chapter 1 was a supreme focus the night of Pesach. I would like to share with everybody the translation of Capital 1. And that's my today, beginning, our initial approach, this Yom Revi. We're making our initial approach into Pesach. Before we hear a song from Yonatan and the Chevra, Yehuda will hear from Yosef. We need to hear. We haven't heard in too long from Yosef. I want to share with you the essence of Pesach. This, my friends, is like nailing the Chag 
You can dance around the Chag. I want to hand Pesach on this. We're getting, we're moving towards this amazing Chag. I want to shloim a hand you Pesach. This first Kapitlarn, when we say Hallel, when we make a bracha on Kais number four and say Hallel, we're going to say two Kapitlach of Hallel, Kof Yud Gimel and Kof Yud Dalet. Then we have a break and later we finish the rest of Hallel. But clearly the focus, the first two Kapitlach. Kapitel two, we understand, speaks about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. But Kapitel one, huh? But this Yonatan is the essence of the day. Please listen. This is, speaks to all of us. The more you put this in the, your life, you have Pesach. Who is Pesach Keneged? Which is the tour? Every Chag's Keneged, a different one of the Avos. Pesach is Avram Avinu. This is the essence of our people. This is what our father who started our people discovered, Avram Avinu. This is the essence of the Chag. This is like, this is everything is built. Shvuah Sukkot is built on this, but this is the essence of Pesach, the start of everything. Listen as follows, Chavah. I would like to translate. Jonathan Aaron got us, built our whole Adar with Mikimi Meyafra Dol. That actually comes from Kapitel Kuf Yud Gimel. We should sing it for many more months. Let me please, if you'll allow, translate Kuf Yud Gimel. And then I want to explain why this is the essence of Pesach. And every Tana holds the Halal of Lel Pesach Be'ikr should be this capital. This is the anthem of the night of Pesach. So please listen. Hallelujah, Avdei Hashem. Avdei Hashem, praise Hashem. Hallelujah, Hashem, Hashem. They sing praises to the name of Hashem. Yishem Hashem, Mivarech Me'atav Yadaylam. Hashem's name should be blessed from now and forever. Now listen to this. Mimizrach Hashemesh Ad Mivoyoy. From the rising of the sun till it sets, Muhul Shem Hashem. Everybody praises God from morning to night. Everybody. However, however, everybody praises Hashem. Every guy is a maimon Bashem. People silly think us Yidden, like maybe we're the whole world's called, everybody's a maimon. The only people in the world who are not maminim are people who are angry at Hashem. They're like bigger maminim. They're just angry at God. Everybody's a maimon. There's no, you don't meet, you meet any guy in the world in any place in the world. Everybody, there's Hashem. You gotta be, anybody sees design knows that the designer. You won't, there's seven billion people on earth. Not one person thinks this cup made, themself, made itself. Not one person walks into a base mesh and sees structure and thinks there's no designer of the structure. There exists no such human being. We see design, we know that the designer, end of story, stop, don't get more complicated. There's design, there's a designer. The emuna would take not to believe in Hashem, of seven billion people, there's nobody who could be so creative. There's a design, that design. So it says, "Mizrach Hashemesh from morning till night, Mulol Shem Hashem." Everybody praises Hashem. However, here's the point: Ram al Kol Goyim Hashem. To all nations, Hashem is up there. He's on high. Ala Shemayim in the heavens is His honor. God, He's up there. Ram al Kol Goyim Hashem. On all nations, God is up there. Allah shamayim kivoida in the heavens is his honor. Mi kashem aloikenu. 
Who is like Hashem, our God, the Yidden, one people? Hamagbil Shavis, while it's true, he dwells on high. Hamashpili Lirois Bashemaim Uvaritz. He lowers himself to come here. He's intimately and deeply involved in our lives, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. He watches, he sees, he notices, he cares. A people that keeps mitzvahs. Does God really care what I do? He's here. He cares. He commanded. He's involved. He sees. He's mashkiach. The whole world, Ram al Kolgoyim Hashem, he's up there. But me, Hashem Aloikenu, who is like Hashem, our God, who comes down to see. Hamashpili Lirais, he lowers himself to see. Bashmaim Varts. Mikimi Meyafardol. This is the essence of Hashem in this world. You know what he's busy doing? He raises the dull, the poor guy from the earth. Hashem is busy. He's a magbiyash falim. He raises up sunken people. This is what Hashem's busy in this world. Raising up the sunken person. This is the essence of Hashem. He's a zoikef kifufim. He stands up those that are humbled over. He's a magbiyash falim. He raises up people that are shuffled. Mikimi meyafer adol. You have raised up from the dirt the poor guy. Meyashpais from the garbage. Yarim evyon. You have raised up the impoverished person. Evyon is more poor than adol. Loishivim nedivim. You put him with the rich guys. You take the poor guy and you make him with the rich guys. Now, if you have somebody who's down and out, who's poor, who's shamed, who's disgraced, it's easy to restore his esteem if you bring him to a new place. Besides, if you transfer places, you take a guy who's a homeless guy in Manhattan. In Manhattan, his esteem, everybody saw him for months begging. So Besedi, you bring him to Puerto Rico or Brazil, nobody saw him begging. So you can give him honor, give him nice clothing, and you can give him honor. But it's very hard to restore somebody's stature in the very place he's been embarrassed. What David HaMelech says about you, Hashem, is you raise up Mikimi Meyafradol. You raise up the poor person from the garbage. Meyashpais from the garbage, Yarm Evian. Lashivim Nadivim. You put him with the lofty people, but not just any lofty people. In Nedive Amoy, you restore his dignity to the Nedivim of his people. That's much trickier. Only God can do that. You restore the dignity of the poor person back where he was disgraced. Back where he's disgraced. You restore his dignity. You bring him back. It's remarkable. We are a people that don't make sense. A blink ago, we, six million were obliterated. And we're a proud, healthy, robust people. It's only the hand of Hashem. He restores the dignity of a people remarkably, unfathomably. He restores. Anybody who's watching the world and sees a whole bunch of human beings and we understand them and side with them are kneeling and protesting mistreatment. You're shallow if you say, that was 100 years ago, you're shallow. 100 years ago is 14 seconds in history. Of course, that, that, of course they should feel. They feel very hurt and deflated. That goes grandfather to grandchild. That would go, that would go easily 50 generations, easily. Why would it leave? And they feel humiliated. 
and society's at a loss what to do. There's one people that were, were hurt a little worse. One people. And they're proud and happy and it makes no sense. And we say to Hashem, Hashem, Nikimi, may offer a doll. You raise up the doll from the dirt. May Ashpais from the garbage, Yarum Evyoin. You raise up the Evyoin, the poor person, Lashivim the Divim, to bring him back to prestigious people. But not just any prestigious, Lashivim the Dive Amoy. In the very places he was disgraced, you restore dignity and pride. Mashivi Akeris Abayas, you take the Akeris Abayas, Ema Banim Smecha, and you make her the mother of children happy. Haluka, Mahalul Hashem. The first Haluka Kuf Yud Gimel speaks about Hashem's deep involvement with us. He's Mashkiach. He sees, he knows, and he gets involved with us. This, my friends, is the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. For many, many decades, we suffered in silence, wondering, does anybody see? Anybody who's in pain feels lonely. You feel unheard. Nobody sees, nobody knows. There's silence, there's a certain sense. Does anybody care? Does anybody care? Does anybody notice? I'll tell you something funny. My wife and I lived in Eretz Yisrael, and the community we were wasn't such a friendly, close-knit community. That wasn't, it was not nobody's fault. It was very large apartment buildings. It was like a little bit the large type. And it wasn't like necessarily friendly and people know each other, know the... We used to joke, if we came back for vacation, we would scream in our apartment, we're here, we're home, like anybody notices or cares. We said if you disappear, nobody would notice. That's nothing was going wrong, but certainly if somebody's in pain, somebody's suffering or struggling, there's a sense, allo, does anybody notice? We lived that way for decades, eight decades. Whole generations grew up pounded. And a sense, nobody in Mitzrayim gave a hoot. There was nobody to turn to, nobody who noticed. No, there were no articles in the local papers recognizing the pain of the people. And all of a sudden, Hashem comes out and in the most clear way pounds our enemies. But we saw exact midah keneged midah. To the T, what they did to us happened to them. To the T, the guy who beat you up and even took his animals. They took their animals and they like chased you with their animals. They had wild dogs in the room, And they scared us with their dogs. They intimidated us with their animals. And all of a sudden the wild animal chased the exact Mitzri who scared you with wild animals. The Mitzri who didn't let us bathe and shower was sitting there scratching his body. Precisely the more the Mitzri pained us, the more he suffered. We saw exactness, exactness. The Mitzri who drove up to us for eight decades on his high horse. And we sat there frightened when the Mitzri came by. That Mitzri and precisely that Mitzri we saw dead on his horse in the Yam. We saw an exactness. We said, you were watching the whole time. And Hashem said, I saw everything. I saw everything. I love you. I'm very quiet. I'm quiet, I have reasons, I'm quiet. I see, I care, I notice. And Hashem gave retribution and in very, very clear ways told us all, 
I care about you. I'm observing with you. I'm always there with you. I'm always there. I tend to be very quiet, but I want to explain and teach you something. And forever we remember Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. It is not an event of the past. It's a lesson of the present. It's a lesson of the future. I am always there. Know it. Know it. Hashem's quiet. There is nobody as silent as Hashem. He's silent. That's how Hashem behaves. But He is there. He knows and sees and cares. And forever Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim lives with the people who knows Hashem sees and cares. Ramal Kogayim Hashem. To all nations He's up there. But Mik Hashem Eloikeinu, who is like Hashem, our God? Hamagbil Hashemes, He does dwell on high. But Hamashpili Lirais, He lowers Himself to see. This capital, Kuf Yud Gimel, is the essence of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Hashem's involvement in our life, Hashem controlling things, caring about details of our life, running the details of our life. He is there, very quiet. He's very quiet. But he is there, but he is there, but he is there. This Pital Kuf Yud Gimel is the essence of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. When Hashem introduces himself, Anoichi Hashem Aleikecha, he doesn't say, Shalom Aleichem, I created the world. All the world knows he created the world. He says, Shalom Aleichem, I'm involved, I took you out of Mitzrayim. I'm involved, I'm involved, I'm Ashkiach. I haven't left, I haven't created, I'm involved, I'm Ashpili Lerois. I'm there, I'm involved and see and notice and care. This Kuf Yud Gimel, it's an excellent question, we have to think about that. But this Kuf Yud Gimel, this capital Kuf Yud Gimel, is something that we all have to study. This is the capital of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. When we have the Seder and we have a mitzvah, to make a kais on Halal, we read these two kapitluch. The second one speaks specifically, B'tzeis Yisrael mi Mitzrayim. The first one speaks about the essence of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. That Hashem is there and notices and sees. This, my friends, is our job in relating Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. In our own lives, Hashem is there. Hashem is there. He sends winks and hugs and kisses all the time. I'm watching, I see, there were periods it felt rather silent. And we ask Hashem, why were you so silent then? But then we have signs and subtleties and people we meet and healing we have that say you were there the whole time, you were there. This Rabbi says, Kapitol Kofiudimel, he is there, he is there. I learned with the Hever this morning. We learned that Bizman Beis Hamikdash Murrah is the Raisa. Bizman Azeh Murrah is only the Rabbanan. Sounds like a, just this weird halacha. By the way, today we don't eat Matzah and Murrah together. Uh uh-uh. uh. Because Matzah is the Raisa Murrah the Rabbanan. Bizman Beis Hamikdash sandwich. When we have Yeshua, when things are good, it's a chi of the Raisa to eat Murrah, to recognize that he was there the whole time. To recognize that which would seem bitter, he was there. It's a sandwich with the matzah. When there's no Yeshua, Bizman Golos, the murder is the Rabbanan. It's a madrega, but it's the Rabbanan. It's different. Fascinating, fascinating. That's the Rabbanan when we don't have Geula. Fascinating. But we will talk further. We can't learn Kolatar Kula in one day. That wouldn't be a good idea. But at least here we have some more knowledge of things that are going on. During the say, do we have more information? I totally need Yonatan. Do we have a plug to plug Yonatan in?
Without Ashi, will... really? Yeah. What'd you say? Of course. Aye, come play. Come, come, come. Freestyle some like sad melody. Let me, let me. I had something I was gonna do, but it won't work without a speaker. No. Let me quickly find. Can we get a speaker? I'll find like something I wrote. We can't get the speaker. Check, where's? So Alright, this is something I wrote it like a few weeks ago, just kind of like reflecting on myself, I guess. Alright, let's go. Yeah, man. Looking in the mirror and I'm talking to myself. Boy, you steady slipping, think it's time to get some help. Talking about the time it's 4 a.m., but I can't tell. Cause time moves different when you're trapped inside of hell. Looking at the lines up on my arm. Sometimes I lose control, man, it's wild. Poison in my body, think I might just fall apart. Only breathing now, cause one day I'll be a star. Man, it's time to put the drugs down, throw them in the dirt. Say you want my love now, sorry that won't work They seeing that I'm up now, I might cop a bus down But happiness don't come from all the diamonds on the earth Think I need a change in life, rearrange the settings Know I'm gonna pay the price based on where I'm heading Demons got me up at night, lately I've been sweating Know they trying to sway the fight, someone call the refing I just need a switch up, calling up to God But he don't ever wanna pick up Running from my thoughts, they keep coming like a hiccup Walking on a tightrope, I just hope I never slip up I'm walking on a tightrope like my life a circus Sometimes I lay in bed and wish my life was perfect Demons out the cage and put them in the furnace Purge the toxins from my blood, but is it even worth it? See, look, I love drugs, but the drugs hate me Make me think they tryna help, but really drive me crazy Get attached to them, dangerous how they try to bait me Took too long for me to realize they ain't trying to save me I said, I love drugs but the drugs hate me Make me think they trying to help but really drive me crazy Get attached to them, dangerous how they try to fade me Took too long for me to realize they ain't trying to save me Nah, they ain't trying to save me Biggie, you ever heard that? I've heard it so good. That was incredible. Let's, let's do it one more time. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Yeah. Alright, alright. Yeah. Dada, check this out. Check this out. Pull a chair. Pull a chair. Pick up.
Penny, Penny, you heard these words called Penny, listen to these words. Dan, listen to the words. Maishala, listen to these words. Yeah, cause I've been looking in the mirror and I'm talking to myself. Boy, you steady slipping, think it's time to get some help. Talking about the time, it's 4 a.m., but I can't tell. Cause time moves different when you're trapped inside of hell. Looking at the lines up on my arm, sometimes I'll lose control, hope I never leave a scar. Poison in my body, think I might just fall apart. Only breathing now, cause one day I'll be a star. Man, it's time to put the drugs down, throw them in the dirt. Say they want my love now, sorry that won't work. I might cop a bus down, they seeing that I'm up now But happiness don't come from all the diamonds on the earth Think I need a change in life, rearrange the settings Know I'm gonna pay the price based on where I'm heading Demons got me up at night, lately I've been sweating Know they trying to sway the fight, someone call the refing I just need a switch up, calling up to God but he don't ever wanna pick up Running from my thoughts, they keep coming like a hiccup Walking on a tightrope, I just hope I never slip up yeah, I said I'm walking on a tightrope like my life a circus Sometimes I lay in bed and wish my life was perfect Take my demons out the cage and put them in a furnace Purge the toxins from my blood, but is it even worth it? See, look, I love drugs, but the drugs hate me Make me think they tryna help, but really drive me crazy Get attached to them, dangerous how they tryna bait me Took too long for me to realize they ain't tryna save me I said, I love drugs, but the drugs hate me Make me think they tryna help but really drive me crazy Get attached to them, dangerous how they try to fake me Took too long for me to realize they ain't trying to save me You heard the player something, I would give you who the player you understand that was sick. Amazing. Really amazing. Oh, How good is that? Amazing, amazing. Bins, what do you hold?
I want to close. I want to say nobody here should ever live on an island. We're part of a people. We have friends. And everything about the yeshiva is also feeling somebody else. A lot of our friends right now in Eretz Yisrael with complete uncertainty. It's wild what dozens of our friends are going through. Wild. I don't want to exaggerate it. People have big tzaras. This is not a life-changing tzara. It's a complication. A lot of our friends have no idea if they leave Eretz Yisrael, can I get back in? You can't imagine, I'm talking to guys, it could be some of you are, entire yeshivas, the tumult, the turmoil that's going on in yeshiva after yeshiva, everybody, rebellion, guys, what do we do? We have no idea. Where are we for the Seder? What are we doing the whole Bein Asmanim? And if we go back to America, so we're done yeshiva, we're not going back to Eretz Yisrael for six months, this crazy uncertainty, crazy shyless, real deep shyless. My best Bein Asmanim is I'm with my family. I'm worried a, a difficult Bein Asmanim. Guys can go back to bad habits, can cause sorrows, and Rebbeim are like all confused what to advise. There's a lot of uncertainty going on. It's, it's something to know about, to think, to be nice about them, Chaveroi. But I want to say to everybody here, the guys made up a song, Purim is Coming, and it like really gave me like a chaos because so much of things in the future have become uncertain, just how it's going to look, how it's going to be. And all of us have learned faith in Hashem. We've all learned that we can control things. All we could do a Kolbi Dei Shamayim Chutz Mi'er Shamayim. 
I like they made up a song, Purim is coming. It's not dependent on how we celebrate it. Nobody's canceling. Purim's coming and we will celebrate. Pesach is coming. Where I'll be, how will we celebrate it, with whom it will be celebrated. One of my sons, Baruch Hashem, it looks like it's going on a plane tonight. The other has no idea. Is it going to be in Eretz Yisrael a week, two weeks, a month? See you, see you in the summer, after the summer. But we've all learned not to try to control that which we can't. We've learned faith. As a people, we've learned faith. Hashem runs the world to be calm. It's funny, we called Rabbi Chef. My wife and I have been on speed dial, my wife, with Rabbi Chef. Can't like think we switch a ticket, make a ticket, sell a ticket, buy a ticket. The, the travel agents now are like the hottest commodity. They're making tickets, scheduling tickets, and telling the people the flights were canceled, a new emergency flight. We've all learned that there's a lot we can control. And we've learned to let go of the things we can control and to just control what we can. We're going to have a beautiful Pesach. Where, how, and what? I can't control it. We've learned a tremendous faith. I don't want to just say it as a great lesson because I first want to feel that a lot of our friends have a lot of uncertainty and it's not easy. And I don't want to just make like a Musser lesson about it. First, I want to say that I feel badly. Guys are going through so much turmoil, such, such uncertainty. If they stay here to Israel, Ben Azman, and do I get back there? It's like very complex. And a guy doesn't want to fool Ben Azmanim, but he doesn't want to not have yeshiva next man. A lot of like dizzying, confusion, confusing things. So firstly is when I say Ba'il. But the second thing that we all grab onto is we're learning. Hashem has given us like a massive, there's a one year shear so far. This is the longest shear that I've ever attended. And the shear really has taught us all faith. It's taught us all, stop trying to pretend you control a lot of things you just can't control. And when we had illusions of control, could we control? We had illusions. They'll get that illusion is up. We don't control. Hashem runs the world. What we could do is sincerity. I don't know where I'll be Pesach. I could just control where I am. It could be with sincerity. It's my wife and I signed up. My wife likes the program. She signed up. with. And people ask, are you going to the program? I have no idea. I think so. I think so. I saw it. I saw it in the paper somewhere. I have no idea. None of us know. Let's say, what if Spike this that? We know. We know so little. We really know so little. What I know is that Pesach's coming, and we're gonna with sincerity. Did I, Jonathan, you saw the video of Yeshiva Eretz Yisrael singing your Pesach is come, your Purim is coming. Beautiful, beautiful. It's such a chizuk. Purim is coming. Purim is coming. Like. All our, our decisions, whether BMG has the party or not, I promise Purim is coming. That's not how we celebrate that. What do we know? What do we really don't. We really, really don't. So this is a shear that's ongoing. It's a shear all of us have to learn good and well. We could actually live, my wife and I talk about, we feel that we're calmer from now than we were before, before COVID that we live calmer lives because we've really learned to let go and we're learning, learning and learn to let go of a lot. People always want everything they have mapped out and planned. We've watched the year with people getting married and through, we getting married, I have no idea. Guys like the w three days before their wedding sending out, oh, it changed, it's here, the location changed, the time changed. We live in 
unreal. People before everything was like, you had to know, you're getting married. And in three months, you knew the play, the venue, the time, the band. Now it's like, I'm not really sure. I'm getting married sometime. We're going to figure out. I think here, it might change to here. Who's coming? Can people come? Will they end up coming? We know nothing. We just don't know. We're in different... We're in a different state. I think there could be a lot more serenity today. I think we could be calmer when we pretend to control that which we can't. doesn't lend for much serenity. Because we just pretend. Calmness. When we actually know that Hashem runs things and relax. And then do what we can. Do what we can when let's focus on what's in our control. What's not in our control, we let go. We let go and just try to control what we can. The year of Shemayim, the sincerity. I think there's a tremendous calmness. So I wanted to share this, not, not to be in our own little bubble. I do want to say, like, a, a good call to a chaver, just to give encouragement, is well-placed. I really, really feel for guys who are living with such difficulty, they need chesuk, just in a good hug. We can't give the hug necessarily. It's like wild. Yeshiva is right. If you picture the turmoil in yeshivas right now, People are just waiting on lines. Like, and which Rebbe, who has, who has the globe? Who has the ball, the crystal ball? Well, I know. You'll, nobody knows. If you go, you, you're not coming back six months. Is that worth it? Ben Azmanim, my own Yeshivada. There's like a lot of, like, it's dizzying. My sons have described and Bakram have described in the yeshivas. Where's, where's Shea? Have you witnessed this in yeshiva? It really seems to be exploding. Now, what's going on, Shea, with this point? Doubt and questions? <laughs> what? You described to me your own Sveikas and the Rebbe back for it. This is rampant and only building this type of suffering. What were you saying, Shia? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's hit. that's exact, that's exact. Yeah. Is exactly what's got different rebellion, different rebellion, rightfully. Some rebellion say, Get home, you should be home. Some rebellion say, You'll be home six months. What do you mean you're going home? This exact confusion speech is this way, speech is that way, together and both. Reb Chaim said, but Rebel Yashem used to say, but it's, 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 it's dizzying. It's dizzying. Yeah. Yeah. What were you saying? Yosef, give something for him. Yosef. The Hebrew and English is like... The song you have Hebrew and English. I like that a lot.
the song, though, because the key we have from the Ashburn is a little bit of a dump. Just words. Words. We've got to go back. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Let's get to second. Say that. Have a shayach. 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 Have a